You're listening to Titan Nature's Yellowstone, a podcast for those that don't get out, can't get out, or can never get enough. Sponsored by Think Tank Photo. Think Tank Photo designs camera carrying solutions for working professionals. Welcome to another episode of Titan Nature's Yellowstone. This is your host, Adam Brubaker. A happy new year. The new year, uh, 2023. Uh, thanks for bearing with me the last couple of weeks as I was spending time with family. I didn't get an episode out. And I almost missed this one. I was thinking about it. Busy this month. Uh, I'm going to be headed into the park today and be in for the next three days. Uh, today's Wednesday. Anyways, I wanted to do something different today. I wanted to actually talk about outside of Yellowstone. A lot of people are coming to Yellowstone. Uh, there's some people staying in the park, but there's a lot of people staying on the outskirts of Yellowstone. You know, Gardner, Montana, Cook City, Cody, Wyoming, Jackson, Wyoming, Island Park, West Yellowstone. So I wanted to talk about some of those areas and things you can do outside the park, because there's a lot you can do outside the park that you can't do inside the park. And one of the things that got me thinking about this, though, so this last summer, Yellowstone was flooded and Yellowstone was not accessible. And people don't realize what there is to do in the surrounding area. Basically, I mean, minus the thermal areas in the park, which is a big draw. It's a huge thing. There are, I mean, anything else you could probably do outside the park as far as wildlife and a lot of recreational activities you can't do. So let me kind of go through a list. I'm going to go from town to town and I'll kind of give you the surrounding area. I'm going to try to give you airports that you can fly into and kind of give you a, a rundown of things to do outside the area, just to show you how much there's to do in the area. So I'm going to start up north with Gardner, Montana. So from Gardner, the best access really is Bozeman, Montana. You can also come in from Billings, Montana. Those are going to be the the two closest airports. And since since I mentioned Bozeman, Montana, let me start there because there's one area I want to mention up there, and that's the Museum of the Rockies. It is a great museum. It's the premises of is dinosaurs. So I've been there a few times with my families. Of course, they always have the dinosaur exhibits. They've had, well, I don't think they're replicas, life-size dinosaurs. So if you think of uh, Museum of the Rockies, you know, you have the, I don't know what they call that, you know, the, the T-Rex that's running around. I believe they've had that at Museum of the Rockies. I believe they've had a Triceratops. Uh, I remember going there and it was really neat. My boys loved it, was they have this big glass window and you can actually watch people working on, I don't, I don't know what you call it, you know, that they're paying, I don't know if they're paleontologists, but they're in there working on the bones or digging, uncovering or whatever it is they're doing, which is pretty neat. And then with the Museum of the Rockies, museums have a rotating exhibit. So it's, it's a great museum to spend some time at if you're coming through the Bozeman area. So from Bozeman to Gardner, you're about an hour and a half. And in Gardner, Montana, it sits right, I mean, literally right on the edge of Yellowstone. I think the, I can't remember what street it is, where the kind of row of buildings are. The sidewalk is actually the border. For Yellowstone. So, so things to do in Gardner is you can do ra uh, rafting on the Yellowstone. I believe the Gardner River, and I would check out the Flying Pig. I know that they run some rafting trips, and that's, that's fun. I'm not, I can't be for sure on this, but I also think they have some scenic floats on the Yellowstone River. So, if rafting and the white water is not really your thing, um, the scenic floats are nice. It's just a relaxing, enjoyable time on the river. And then just outside of Gardner to the north, there's a place called Chico Hot Springs. 
imagine you can guess what that is. They have hot springs, and there's a, a place you can stay there, or you can go up and enjoy the, the hot springs and soak for a day. And then they do have fishing out of that area as well. Uh, all around Yellowstone's fishing. Fly fishing is the most popular in this area. And if you're not familiar with fly fishing, just think of, well, it's different. You're not, you know, you don't have a, a weight. And you're not throwing out like if you're, you know, familiar with uh, casting with a worm or a lure, you know, or lure you're throwing out there, reeling in, throwing out there, reeling in, which you can do something with that, like that with fly fishing as well. And then a worm, you got a weight, maybe a bobber, you're throwing it out there and just letting it sit. Well, fly fishing, you're very active. And there's a kind of a constant motion back and forth. You have a, a weighted line that t- takes this line out. And at the end of that line, there is an artificial fly. And depending on the type of fishing you can doing, that artificial fly might land on top of the water. It might, not, might go underneath the water. And so you're kind of letting that fly float down and no bite. Then you pull it back out and you throw it upstream or wherever you're fishing at downstream. And it, it goes again. And so that's the basic idea of it. And what I love about, you know, fly fishing, especially dry fly, is when you put that fly on top of the water and you see that fish coming for it when you got clear water and you're like, okay, this is the one I'm going to get. So anyways, um, if you haven't been fishing um, or you want to try fly fishing, other communities have that. Trying to think about other things in Gardner, you know, there's the Wonderland Cafe. I'll mention a place to eat. Wonderland Cafe is a great option. Um, of a place to eat. Gardner's changed a lot over the years. And right now I'd say that Wonderland Cafe is kind of the the spot for food. Uh, there's a small grocery store, which is good to know, in Gardner. Quite a few different hotels. I have some Airbnbs there. I lived in Gardner for a little bit. I was trying to think of anything else. And I think I think that'll that'll be good for Gardner. It's a smaller community. Uh, let's go out towards the east there. Let's go to Silvergate, Montana and Cook City, Montana. So Gardner was on the north entrance, kind of it's on the west side, and Cook City and Silvergate are going to be the north northeast side of the park. So things to do in Cook City and Silvergate, snowmobiling for the wintertime is a big one. A lot of people go out there for snowmobiling. And, you know, all of these areas, I should mention as well, are good for wildlife. So let me back up to Gardner. Just around Gardner, you know, you have elk and bison that will roam around town and deer. If you're in Gardner and don't see an elk or a deer, Funny that you don't, I guess. I mean, it's very common. Um, bighorn sheep coming into town, pronghorn. There is a ton of wildlife around Gardner. Uh, same goes with Cook City. Cook City, you have I've uh, more bison typically roaming around there somewhere. On the mountains, the cliffside surrounding Cook City and Silvergate, I have seen bighorn sheep and mountain goats. Those take a little bit more looking to find. Like one time I was going to one of the restaurants there in Silvergate, and they were not on time opening. The lady came and apologized and said, sorry, I had a, a bear on my porch this morning. They get bears through there. I know they've had wolves through there. Uh, moose are pretty common in Silvergate, as well as foxes. So wildlife is is great in that Cook City, and Gard- or Cook City Silvergate area. The Beartooth Pass is very popular. So the Beartooth Pass is, I believe it's considered one of the top 25 scenic drives in North America. It's a beautiful drive going outside of Cook City going towards uh, Red Lodge, Montana. You go over a high mountain pass, you're just, I want to say you're just shy of 11,000 feet or close to 11,000 feet as you go over. Occasionally you'll see mountain goats as you go over Beartooth Pass. There's some nice mountain lakes up there and you can see pikas up there. And so that's a beautiful drive that'll take you into Red Lodge and, you know, spend a little time in Red Lodge. Uh, Red Lodge is nice. 
also considered one of the gateway communities. From this area, you know, the closest airport's going to be Billings, Montana, or I guess you could also go into Cody. And then, you know, Red Lodge, I'll mention something there. I, I honestly can't remember what it's called, but there was a, a wildlife a sanctuary, a place where wildlife, you know, they don't know if they can be rehabilitated. But they got in trouble and they're there. And the one I like about this area is this is variety of species. I mean, to see the mountain lions there, it was, it was pretty neat. So might check that out. So other things with Cook City and that Silvergate area lodging. I always stay at the Alpine Motel or the Super 8. Um, there are other places to stay there as well. I've always um, felt very comfortable in the Alpine Motel in Cook City. So as far as uh, places to eat in Silvergate and Cook City, for Silvergate, the Log Cabin Cafe has always been my go-to for breakfast in the morning. They have a great breakfast. They're open earlier than anybody else. Almost. They got one other one I'll mention with that. If you want a good breakfast, sit down. I go to Log Cabin Cafe. And then in Cook City, I go to Beartooth Cafe typically for dinner. For lunch, I th- I've, I've visited both before, the Log Cabin and the, their Beartooth. The Beartooth Cafe has a great, great dinner menu. And it's probably, I'd say, the most consistent place in Cook City as far as getting dinner and having a good meal. Across the street from there, there is the Minor Saloon. More of a pizza. They do a few other things, but it. Uh, my problem with that is a great place, but it's a cash only. It's always been a cash only, so that's uh, makes it a little harder sometimes. But then for breakfast, another breakfast place in Cook City is the Bear Tooth Bear Claw. I think it's Bear Tooth Cafe. Um, it is right next to the Super Eight. The the things they have, the pastries, the the bread, the cinnamon rolls, the Things they have in the morning for breakfast are just to die for. I always take people in there. We kind of get a to, when I want to go breakfast to get in the park fast. And it's open early. There's, I want to say five o'clock. I'm probably wrong on that. 5.30. Anyways, it's, it's the earliest place open. If you're looking for a coffee, that's a great place. So Beartooth Cafe. I know that they do like uh, eggs and bacon breakfast as well. I have never done that. It's a great place to grab things on the go. And, you know, Cook City and Silvergate, they're, they're tiny. Um, I remember hearing year-round population like 60 or 70. Not a whole lot going on there, but it's just a nice little spot to visit and to have access to that um, the Lamar Valley quick where the wildlife is, Beartooth Highway. So um, that's what I'll mention about Cook City. Let's go on to Cody. Now, I have to be honest, I've never been to Cody. It has been on my list for a long time. I've heard some great things about it. I've been out that way. So between kind of right on the edge of Yellowstone before long before you get to Cody, Pahaska Teepee. And I've stayed there just outside the park, and that's an awesome spot. I mean, it's it's really cool because I've been there, and we're staying at the cabins, and you're looking at the mountain behind you, and there's um, a mountain goat up there, two grizzly bears. There was a bison you're watching behind you walk around, a moose on the way into town, and then there's a wolf howling. And so that area outside between Cody and Yellowstone is, is again, terrific for wildlife. The Pahaska Teepee has some pretty neat history behind it. It's actually Buffalo Bill's original lodge, the eastern side of Yellow or yeah, Yellowstone. So neat, neat history behind there. And they have some of that in there. And they have a gift shop and uh, a place, a dining area in there as well. You know, again, wildlife, especially bears along that area going out to Cody. A couple things I know about Cody is Cody actually has a nightly rodeo. Yeah, every night they have a rodeo. So that's something that's worth going there and seeing something a little different. 
you know, some places in the south and out west, rodeos are pretty common. And out in the east, not as not as common. I think some people are surprised to hear when I tell them that uh, rodeos in this area where I live is actually a high school sport, that they, they compete in that. So that's something neat to see. And they also have a great museum in Cody. And to say that the museum is probably underrating it. It's, uh, well, it's a museum, but I believe it's five, five different museums. The museums are part of the Buffalo Bill, uh, excuse me, the Buffalo Bill Center of the West. And you have the Buffalo Bill Museum. You have Plains Indian Museum. You have the Cody Firearms Museum, which that one sounds pretty neat. I think they have over 10,000 different artifacts in there, or you know, it's uh, American firearms. They have the Natural History Museum and the Western Art Museum. So I've heard some great things about that. They also have some special exhibits in there. So if you're in Cody, I would definitely put uh, the museums on your list. Spend some time there. And the Cody does have an airport that you can fly in there. I believe they have some, I know you can do some horseback riding in Cody as well. They have some ranches there. So, and that's one of those places that, you know, you might look at a dude ranch, you know, uh, some of these surrounding areas. I know Jackson has these dude ranches and the dude ranch kind of gives you a full experience, usually fishing and horseback riding, ATV riding, you got to stay on, sometimes it's a working ranch. So that might be something that uh, going to Cody, I would look into. And I wish I knew more about Cody. I have friends that live there, and that's on my list of somewhere to get to. Now, let me get to Jackson. And Jackson, it's, you know, Jackson, Jackson, Wyoming, Jackson Hole. It's all the same thing. And so that's south, and you actually go through Grand Teton National Park to get to Jackson. I was thinking about talking about Grand Teton National Park right now, but I think what I'm actually going to do is just do a different episode to go over Grand Teton. I know there's a lot of people visiting Yellowstone that also want to visit or do visit Grand Teton National Park. It's so close. The two national parks are about seven miles apart. So something worth worth entertaining, the idea of going to Grand Teton. And so great wildlife, great scenery. Anyways, it's some great things to do in Grand Teton. But I want to talk about Jackson and kind of that surrounding area. They do have an airport right in Jackson. Um, from this area, you could also consider the Idaho Falls Airport. Salt Lake City, which is going to be the closest international airport. Then they do have a rodeo, but the rodeo in Grand Teton, or excuse me, in Jackson, I want to say it's two or three nights a week. So not every night like Cody. So that's a good draw. And then something I just remembered is they do a nightly shootout. So the the theater there will come out into the town square, kind of put on a little performance uh, where it's supposed to be the longest running shootout um, reenactment in the country. So that, and I've done that and it's, it's fun, especially for kids. They'd get a kick out of it. You know, I have a lot. Jackson is known for recreation, outdoor activities, um, horseback riding, different ways to do that. Again, you can do a dude ranch. You can do a, a wild west cookout. You can just go for a ride. A lot of places offer the, the horseback riding, um, a lot of fishing in this area as well, fly fishing, as well as lake fishing. And that's both in Grand Teton um, and the rivers there, as well as outside the park. Um, in the wintertime, uh, Jackson is a big ski area. And so you have Jackson Hole Mountain Resort. But I will also mention 45-minute drive over to Driggs, Idaho, into Alta, Wyoming. You can have Targhee. Targhee is also a great area. I believe it has more terrain and probably deeper snow than Jackson. It is not as well known. So skiing in the wintertime is a big draw. And for that, in the wintertime, snowmobiling is a big draw. Now those, actually I should mention the smaller one there too, right in Jackson is the 
uh, Snow King Resort. So it's a smaller ski hill uh, right in Jackson, whereas the Jackson Hole Mountain Resort is Teton Village. You know, it's 10 minutes outside of Jackson or so. But with those, and I'll mention the ski hills, they're both active in the winter and the summer. In the summertime, they transform for hiking. You can still take the gondola up. A lot of people will take uh, mountain bikes up and ride the mountain bikes down at the Grand Teton Mountain Resort. They do have restaurants at the top of the ski hill there. And then at the Snow King, which is a smaller one, they will actually have, um, I think they have a couple things. They've changed over time, either Alpine Coaster and Alpine Slide. If you're not familiar with that, think of a little roller coaster that you're on, you know, a rail that you have the handbrake to. So you're going down the mountain at uh, whatever speed, I guess, you feel comfortable with. And they have a couple other things there, a jump uh, thing, a climbing wall. So some fun activities there. And then they have some great whitewater rafting, the whitewater going down the, the snake with things like uh, Big Kahuna and Lunch Counter, um, some great rapids in there. And then they also have some beautiful scenic floats. And those scenic floats are ones that are at the base of the Teton. You're floating the Snake River. And, you know, again, that area on those floats, great for wildlife. Uh, if you, a lot of people come to Yellowstone and say, I want to see a moose. Well, go down to Jackson, the Tetons, if you want to see a moose. Uh, there's a lot of moose, a lot of great wildlife in, in that Jackson area. Uh, as far as places to eat there, I'm a big fan of the Blue Collar Restaurant Group, which would be Bubba's. Sidewinders and the Mary Piglets are all great food with a little variety there. Places to stay in Jackson. Um, I, you know, it's more affordable. It's right off of Town Square. I always enjoy the Elk Antler Lodge and they got a Elk Antler Motel. There's about three of them, Elk Antler, that are kind of all in one group, which are, which are nice. I stay at the, the Lexington's right off the of Town Square, which is nice. There's the Jackson Hole Lodge, which I actually used to work at, which is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful property, a little bit off of Town Square, nice spot. And they have, uh, you know, the free valet to take you in. You know, I think that kind of gives you Jackson in a nutshell. Um, there's also ATVing in that area. So, you know, as far as, play, you know, extra things to do with the family, Jackson is a great area. And as well as that, over going over to the West Yellowstone, where I'll hit next, uh, I say Big Sky, West Yellowstone and Island Park, Idaho on that west side. Same type of thing. You got a family looking for a lot of extra activities. These were the two places to be. Now going to West Yellowstone, West Yellowstone does have a small airport. Otherwise you do have Bozeman, Idaho Falls, and Salt Lake are going to be kind of the best options there. So in West Yellowstone, a couple of things they have. I'll start with right and west and I'll kind of work outside the area. West Yellowstone has a, a big ropes course. You like the high ropes thing. This looks like an awesome course. I've never been on it. Uh, easy to see throughout town. So a ropes course. And then they have the Grizzly and Wolf Discovery Center, which is and an IMAX theater right next to that. And so the Grizzly and Wolf Discovery Center is educational. It's animals that have been rescued that can't be returned to the wild. And it's very educational. It's very good. The animals are active. Bears, they rotate every 45 minutes, an hour or so. When they take you know one set of bears out, sometimes they allow the kids to pay a little extra and go in and high food or they'll go in and put food places. And so when the bears come out, they're actually active. You see them moving logs. You'll see them swimming. So it's just very nice to see a bear up close and watching that behavior. Um, they'll occasionally do the same thing with wolves. And then they actually have an, an otter exhibit that I have not seen yet. Um, but I hear the otter exhibit's nice. And so a few things in there. Visitor Center talks about these animals. So I think that's worth doing. In West Yellowstone, a couple places that I 
you know, for, for getting a meal. I always recommend the Three Bear Lodge, excuse me, Three Bear Restaurant, but also for staying, um, you know, a place to stay, I recommend the Three Bear Lodge. And then they have the Three Bear Restaurant, which is open for breakfast and dinner. Um, and really in West, there's a lot of good places, just like Jackson. It's hard to go wrong with food. Um, in West, I like the Three Bear Restaurant. I like uh, Bullwinkle's, kind of my two-go. And uh, Pete's Pizza is my kind of go-to place for a, a pizza place, pizza and pasta. So take a look at those. That's kind of uh, what I recommend there in West Yellowstone. Now, the surrounding area, there's, I mean, so 45 minutes to the north, you have the Big Sky area, 45 minutes to, the, I guess, the south. You have Island Park, Idaho, which are also bringing some great activities. Some of these I'm going to talk about are going to be for all three areas. But let me go up to Big Sky for rafting in this area. This would be the place to go is up to Big Sky. Uh, And Big Sky in the wintertime, they have the ski resort. So a lot of people come in in the winter, ski, then they'll take a day trip down to Yellowstone. Um, I think it's Geyser Whitewater out of the Big Sky area that does whitewater. I believe they're the ones that have a zip line as well. So that's something else to look at up in the Big Sky area. And then over to Island Park, Idaho. That's actually where I live in Island Park. And there's some great things to do here. Here in the wintertime, this area is all about snowmobiling. There's about a 1,000 miles of snowmobile trail in this area. In this area, they boast that it's the best snowmobiling in the country here in Island Park because of the terrain and the amount of snow that we have. Um, Right now, where I am at, a lot of snow this year. We're like 150, 160% normal i think we're at guessing 35 40 inches right now and that's down low up high there's a lot more snow um so great snowmobiling in the area and then in the summertime what keeps this area going is fly fishing and that's the same with west yellowstone big sky area um island park you have these rivers the madison the henry's fork they're considered blue ribbon fly fishing waters they're some of the best fly fishing in the world here in this area so if you want to try the fly fishing which i described a little earlier this is a great place to do it. And I would look at trout hunters, have some great guides. Zach Wheeler, a friend of mine, he guides out of there. Henry's Fork Anglers is a great op- uh, great option as well, looking for guides for fly fishing. Other things in the Island Park area, uh, you know, it's what I call a lazy river. So there's two rivers, the Buffalo, kind of the beginning of the Henry's Fork, which you can rent tubes or a raft or kayak, whatever. And it's it's just like a lazy river. I mean, you can... I can walk the whole thing. There's some deeper holes, but I mean, it's like at my knees. But I feel like maybe up to my thighs areas. Uh, some places going down the rivers, kind of annoying because it gets shallow enough. You kind of have to get out of your tube and walk for a second. So it's just a beautiful section of the rivers. You you can see moose on those rivers. And it's, it's a great family-friendly one, especially for younger kids where they can play in the water and it's not fast moving. It's a little... You know, a little bit more comfortable as a parent having your kids in this in this water. It is a little chilly. I'll, I will mention that, but on a hot day, it feels it feels nice. Also, great ATVing. So four wheeling, motorbiking. You know, rent a side by side or any of those. A lot of trails here in this area. And there's actually the old trail. Basically, it goes from West Yellowstone over to uh, Driggs, Idaho. Fifty miles or so of that is actually. Uh, motorized vehicles. You can go on the old railroad trail amongst all kinds of other um, trails. Uh, great wildlife in this area. You know, the first six grizzly bears I saw uh, beginning of this, well, I guess last year now, um, were within a mile of my house off the road just grazing. Uh, tons of elk. Some places, you know, every morning you can see elk out in the, the meadow by Harriman State Park, which 
offer Harriman State Park offers some great hiking and there's some great hiking in the area. I'm trying to think of anything I've missed. Um with Island Park, I need to finish up with uh places to eat and places to stay. Now, this is tough for me because there's um I have a lot of friends, a lot of these places, some great places to stay, but I'm gonna mention mention a couple here. So places to eat. I like uh Cafe Sabor, the Mexican place right on the the Henry's Fork River. I I go to Pond's Lodge a lot. Uh, that's actually where I get my lunches for all the tours. They have the, kind of the pizza and burger menu. Great, uh, great pizza there. Trout Hunter has good food. I was just there the other night with my wife. Uh, Connie's has good food. Those are kind of my go-to. I know there's some other places. The the Pines are, I think it's Twisted Pines now, just open back up. And there's Lakeside Lodge and I'm gonna forget the name, Island Park Cafe, which does a breakfast. I keep on meaning to get over there. I hear some great things. So it's, it's hard. There's some great places in Island Park to eat. And there's a little grocery store here as well that uh, you can get your basics at. Actually upgrading. It's going to be a little bigger this next year, hopefully. And then places to stay. You have the Marriott, uh, the Spring Hill Suites right on the Henry's Fork. It's a beautiful location. You have the Sawtell Mountain Resort. You have Timber, you have Tender, Timber's Condominiums. You have the Pines. Um, you have all kinds of Airbnbs and Burbos in the area. You know, I'm getting some of those as well, but tons of places to stay. And so take a look at those. I think that kind of wraps up this area. And I just want you to be aware of, you know, if you're coming to Yellowstone, um, there's a lot to do. A lot of people are like, well, we got two days in Yellowstone. We're going to take off. Take a look around the area because it's a beautiful area. Lots of trails. There's all kinds of outdoor activities. And there is so much more. Keep your family in this area than visiting Yellowstone. That being said, definitely spend more than two days in Yellowstone. Yellowstone is awesome. I love it there. There's so much to do. But just realize that there's a lot more than Yellowstone in this area. But, uh, I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of Titan Nature's Yellowstone. Um, definitely take a look at our Facebook and Instagram. Uh, I'm excited for updating that with some winter images soon. And then I want to wish you a happy New Year. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Titan Nature's Yellowstone, the podcast for those that don't get out, can't get out, or can never get enough. Keep up to date with Titan Nature and Think Tank Photo on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube.